Hi, welcome to Entrepreneurs Transform Podcast. My name is Greg Twemlow. I'm the host of the program. And just about every week, we'll be talking with entrepreneurs from all over the world who are at very different stages of their journey and who are happy to share their experiences, their learnings, their successes, and even their failures with other entrepreneurs. Hi, welcome to another episode of the Entrepreneurs Transform podcast, and it's uh, a pleasure to welcome my guest today, Abbas Hakshinas. Abbas is the founder and CEO of a company called iHealthDesk. Hi, Abbas. Welcome. Thank you, Greg. It's good to have you, and thanks for your time. And thank you to all your um, listeners for um, listening to our discussion today. Yeah, wonderful. I well, I look forward to doing uh, this this with you, Abbas, because I'm uh, fairly familiar with what you're working on, and I think it's incredibly important work. So let's let's start. And I I normally start by asking entrepreneurs how they are transforming our world. I mean, my, my firm belief and my team belief is that basically every mind counts no matter who they are, which gender, which cultural background, what language they speak. So um, we basically envisioning to provide mental health service for every language, every culture, at the every quarter of the globe on demand. So when is most needed? That's what we sort of trying to do. So. The, our mission is to close the gap that exists between the access and usage of mental health services between developed world and sort of less developed or developing world. Yeah, wonderful. I think it's a very, very important work. And so given that's the mission, Abbas, what, what specific problem are you solving? Is it related to, firstly, a recognition or a way to almost self-diagnose mental issues and related somehow give those people more reliable and easy access to support services. Absolutely, absolutely. And I it it basically trying to help people who live in um, many countries in Asia Pacific region. And I'm talking about Asia Pacific because we start to, as you usually say, try to be one inch wide and one mile deep. So we know that, for example, a lot of people in the Asia Pacific region have poor access to the mental health for many reasons, and I can talk about this in length. Our service trying to improve the access. So we are basically a digital mental health service, meaning that uh, allow people to access the mental health service that they need in their convenience of your home or workplace. But the services start with helping people to recognize it. So people who have mental health problems will go through the assessment process through our platform. And after recognition and after a sort of initial assessment, they can actually use our service to treat for treatment uh, of their mental health condition, as well as educating them about their condition, about the methods to overcome their mental disorders or mental distress 
And so something similar as one would get from a face-to-face psychotherapy session, very similar. But of course, courses for courses, there are treatments that can be offered on a digital platform and there are treatments that can. But we basically trying to bring the psychotherapy and psychological treatments into people's home, removing the barriers of access, reducing the barriers of cost for a lot of these people and also overcome the stigma problems. So, because they don't have to go and see anyone or be seen to seek help. They can receive it in a privacy of their environment. That's just wonderful. And my next question is about the kind of backstory to your mission. But just before we do that, Abbas, I mean, this mental health challenges are just so pervasive across all demographics, across all cultures. Uh, and it's amazing, really, isn't it, that here we are in the 21st century and dealing with mental health almost all over the world is, is almost a kind of a primitive approach. Absolutely. I agree with that. I mean, it's, 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 like, a, it's like a water for the sort of, you know, fish in the water in the ocean. I mean, it's everywhere, but it doesn't seem that we actually give the credit to the problem and attend it as much as we should. And and there's a lot of things that can be done by attending this problem very early to prevent a lot of things happening. Statistics shows that mental disorders are number one cause of disability worldwide. So it's not limited to, to rich countries or poor countries, or it's not limited to our region. So it's worldwide. And despite a lot of efforts in many countries, face-to-face mental health services are expensive. Even in Australia, a lot of people have difficulty to read, to have face-to-face mental health services for many reasons, the cost, the access if they live in a remote area. So the problems are not limited to, you know, third world countries or, or, or developing countries. It's even in a wealthy sort of first world country like Australia. And it is a very timely um, project to do, to attend something that can help a lot of people across the world. And we believe people who are happier and have access to sort of making sure that the mental health is, is stable and improve can fulfill their potential better. There would be better peace and harmony in the world. So, And the, the opportunity here is that digital mental health, which has been on the rise for last 10 years in Australia and some developed countries. And, and that has created a great opportunity in terms of removing some of those barriers. I mean, we know that even Australia, a first world country, cannot train enough psychologists or professionals to really meet the demands of face-to-face services, even in Australia. And a lot of developing countries have more problems with that. So the project mm-hmm. that we're doing falls within the mental health, digital mental health service where it can overcome a lot of barriers and speed up attending this urgent need to mental health services globally. Many Asia-Pacific countries lack the expertise or money to develop their digital mental health. They cannot train enough professionals for face-to-face. So this is an opportunity for a project like our health desk to basically bridge the gap, and I will explain later on um, during the discussion how we're going to do this, to to use the expertise that we have here in Australia to help 
people in those settings where they cannot develop their own programs and combine a social cause with a business cause in promoting yeah. the global health. Well, it's it is just uh, amazing, and I think you you're right, Abbas. It is timely, and I know Abbas that you. You are firstly a qualified uh, general practitioner or in America, they would call it a medical doctor and that you came to Australia from Iran. True, yes. Yeah, I came to Australia in 2001 uh, to do a PhD in health management and that's where I started to basically develop this insight into these problems of gap between various settings. And as one said, one of the um, advantage of being a migrant is that, you know, there is another world out there. There are different people, different type of life, different access to the service. So I did a PhD in in, uh, University of New South Wales in Sydney, and uh, I've been working in the capacity of a general practitioner in many states in Australia, facing the challenges of mental health problems, especially in rural and remote Australias, access, uh, cost, everything, and then the challenges that people face. But also I've been facing the same challenges in a much more greater scale when I travel overseas to Iran to see the family or other countries where I have friends like in Bangladesh, for example. So what led me to this was actually the personal experience of seeing this need and the gap in access to the service, but also the literature which supports my personal experience as well. I also am involved in teaching in University of Macquarie in Sydney in in Sydney uh, to year four uh, medical students. I'm teaching the rural mental health in Australia. So I'm very involved in mental health as a public health uh, sort of service. And I also trained as a mental health practitioner in sort of specific areas of of treatment uh, as part of my postgrad training. So now your situation currently is you're still uh, practicing as a general practitioner obviously and so eye health desk is sort of you know would broadly be called a side gig but so how did you kind of prepare for this entrepreneurial journey that you were on obviously it was a very specific and conscious decision on your part absolutely yes and and I knew the challenges and to be honest I haven't didn't have much experience and I I still sort of I feel that I need a lot of mentoring and support, but I have tried to uh, surround myself with a network of uh, experts and advisors and like yourself to to learn how to do it. To have tried to read a lot about how to start a, a startup project and how to do it. So it is a lot of challenge in terms of finding the time to do it uh, and also um, learning the things that I have to do. But this is a passion that I have. I, I I I feel strong about it, and I think I can achieve it with the help of using a lot of expertise that are available. And as I said, I've been uh, traveling yourself in many sessions to learn how to do things. Well, I mean, uh, I've always enjoyed our conversations, and and I really am very happy to support you on this mission, Abbas, because it is so very very important. Of course. This journey that you're on as an entrepreneur, there are highs and lows, aren't they? Absolutely. I mean, how do you 
how do you cope with that? Absolutely, not easy. Um, there are moments of, uh, it's like a roller coaster. There are moments of depression that you think it's not going to go away. It's not going to go anywhere when you hear so many no's. But there are moments of joys when you see the potentials. Uh, to be honest, I'm grown up enough to understand that this is how it works. I, I sort of keep trying to focus on my vision and the great things that will come out of this and when things are not going well i try to console myself by the fact that i know i'm doing the right thing i know this is a timely project and i am sure someone there would be people who see the value in this and i think at the end of the day even if in 10 years time i haven't really progressed anywhere I am happy that I have tried. I have. I, I don't think I will regret for trying it. I know that I would regret for not trying it. So that gives me comfort that, you know, I've done my best. I've uh, really um, reached my network. I've used everything in my hand to achieve it. And even if it doesn't get where I want to be, um, I would still happy. I, I think I will be definitely not regretted by trying it, even if I not succeed. But I have a lot of reason to believe that I would. As I said, it's a very timely project. Fortunately, we see a lot of growing interest nationally, internationally about the recognition of the importance of mental health. The infrastructure is there. The digital health is growing. So I am very hopeful that we will get there. Yeah, good. Well, that's uh, that's great to hear. And uh, just a, a question, Abbas, or, uh, uh, for your view. You you use the term mental health. I wonder, would it be better to to use a euphemism like emotional well-being? You can. Or do you think? Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, we, I, I think it's probably um, better because when I explain the project in more details, the idea is not to basically... Uh, attend those who are diagnosed as a disease. Um, the idea is to give people skills and and tools that can prevent them getting entangled in the stress or anxiety or depression. The focus that we would have and we have even now in our platform is is also to include a lot of prevention. So instead of waiting until someone gets so distressed and come back with anxiety, we would offer people a lot of mental well-being packages where you start to do it as your daily things. The same way as you shower every, like a shower regularly or eat regularly, you also do this regularly mm. so prevent things happening. Well, one yeah, example yeah, would perfect. be, I mean, we talked about it, a, let's say we know that a lot of youth, for example, uh, have issues with the body image. And, and instead of waiting until that youth become an anxious youth, fall off the track, teaching them how to deal with body image or teaching them how to deal with their bullying. So, no, are you, you're completely right. I mean, we, the, the overall goal is to promote the mental well-being as a preventative. And, of course, you know, yeah. there are situations where you need to attend people who, despite the prevention, also need some specific treatment so i totally agree that that would be a, a goal yes and so abbas tell us about the current status of eye health desk i know you mentioned just before we came online you know you have a team yes 
So it's not just you. No, no, we have a team. There are uh, three of my team members. One of them is is a doctoral student in Griffiths University in Queensland with background in health management and mental health. There is two other teams who are in Iran. One of them is a PhD and the other one has extensive experience in, in health systems and IT. So there are four of us who have been on the team, if you're talking about the team. In terms of what we got so far, I will sort of, we, our platform or our service is basically a service sharing platform. So we call it the iHealthSys Marketplace. We try to be a, a basically a, a gap between the providers in Australia and users in Asia Pacific region. So part of our project has been to get reputable Australian institution on board. So we already have a contract signed with Newcastle University and also a contract or a memorandum of understanding with the developers of a PTSD app from US. We got traction from Macquarie University Center for Emotional Health. Uh, we're negotiating a contract for them to also join us. So this is basically progress we made in terms of developing team. In terms of product, we actually develop our first minimum viable product, which is in collaboration with Mac, with the Newcastle University. That includes four modules, which covers the sleep, anxiety, drug and alcohol, and physical activity. And that's for Farsi speakers as our first multicultural group that will be served. We are in the process of running a trial for that minimum viable product for Farsi speakers with users in Iran and also Farsi speakers in Australia. That's what we've done so far. Yeah, that's a well, that's yeah. wonderful progress. And look, I think it's, it's a fantastic endorsement that you have institutions like Newcastle and Macquarie University actively working with you. So I think that's great. And in terms of funding, we are are going to have iHealth Desk uh, launch on uh, Macquarie Uni crowdfunding platform. We plan to do it by early February. I would looking forward to all to yourself and all listeners to help us with that crowdfunding. So I will send um, email reminders when we pre-launch and when we launch it we will send email reminders as well but that negotiation already done and we were just waiting for the holiday period to pass and we have everything ready to go so uh, we're getting sort of some progress in that regard as well that's a that's a very exciting development a great way to start 2021 and now think just thinking about 2020 abbas uh, how did that all that pandemic restrictions impact you uh, and your startup? Uh, I guess it's, um, I think in in a positive way, it actually highlighted the need for a platform like this, because first of all, we know that there was a lot of face-to-face services were interrupted by the pandemic and restrictions of physical distancing, even in Australia. So I think uh, the whole pandemic things was a despite all the negatives and, and unfortunate troubles that created for the world, had created a very real boost and also acceptance by users of the digital services, including digital platforms. So I think there was a great recognition that this is a, a valid and, and reliable way to deliver services in various 
industry, including mental health services. But the negative aspect was a lot of fundings actually were diverted away towards more urgent pandemic project and also the, and the economic uncertainty that created by pandemic made a lot of investors to hold off. And so a lot of uh, grants or investment didn't go through or was much less than what we expected, which I hope it's get better in 2021. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, look, it's been uh, such a difficult year for so many people, but I can see that you're right. Well, what it did do was make people understand that so many digital services uh, are available to them and uh, that they have the kind of impact, the desired impact that people Absolutely. Want. So, uh, Abbas, just thinking about your, your entrepreneurial journey, what are some of the key learnings uh, so far for you? Well, that's, that's a hard question, but I think what I can say is, first of all, uh, as, as I said before, and that's not from me, it's uh, from a wise person that you can regret things that you haven't tried, but you never regret things you have tried. So I think if my learning was that it was good that I tried it, I've started it despite the challenges. So anyone else who has an idea, just try it. The second things I would learn was it was great to do a lot of reading and preparation and, and also learn from others, mentor, mentors before you start. There's a lot of things that you only can learn by trying and by doing yourself. It's not the only reading. The third thing, I guess, is I learn how to deal with disappointment <laughs> because the idea looks great to me and a lot of people also feel that this is great, but you learn that there's a lot of competing ideas in the world and you have to be persistent and don't lose hope. So when, when I hear no, I try to understand that it doesn't mean that my project is not good or won't get anywhere. It just means that this is not the priority for that particular person in that particular environment. So I, I think that's, and, but, and, and, you know, I can say that from, compared to a year ago, I'm in a much more better position in terms of how to, how to do things, how to approach people. But my key advice would be for people who want to start a new journey or entrepreneurial is to surround yourself with people who already gone through this path and learn from them as much as you can because there's a lot of, ex a lot of things that doesn't come out of the literature. It's the experience and those who've done it like yourself, you know, being in the in the game uh, can give you a lot of insight. Yeah, look, that's that, that's wonderful learnings. I, I I agree about so much, but I think your kind of philosophy one hundred and one that comment there that was basically um, you'll you'll only, you'll really regret it if you don't try, and if you are passionate about something, then you know have the courage to to pursue that that vision and that mission. And, and look, at even if you don't succeed in the way you originally thought, you will succeed because you will have learnt so much as you pursue your your passion and your vision. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. I mean, learning. things, I mean, my, and, my, my real experience yeah. is that things never go as you envision at the beginning. They always go in a different way, but you feel the progress. It's like you crossing a fire and when you come out of the fire from the other end 
you are a different person. You may not reach to what you envision in the first place, but the progress is is definite. You you feel that you're getting better. Yes, exactly. And now you've mentioned the crowdfunding project coming up with Macquarie Uni. And what else do you need? What other help do you need to make well, faster um, progress? Well, obviously, I mean, the, 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 one of the key things, I think we definitely need a lot of mentoring. I mean, often people jump on, you know, funding, and that's what we we, we definitely need. But we also, we, to me, uh, some close mentoring, someone who can jump on board and tell us various things in terms of how to create a network, how to um, manage the project as a startup business, how to sort of expand, how to um, market. So there's a lot of uh, areas that we lack. As I said, we we group of a startup and all of us try to juggle between various things. So we need a lot of mentoring. And, mm. and of course, at the same time, we need funding to promote, to, to progress through the plans that we have. So at the moment, the trial that we have, so far we have been basically bootstrapping and most of it has been coming out of my own sort of budget, my own investment. Yeah. Uh, so we need some funding to run that trial for FASI. But we actually have a another program completely ready to go. But because we haven't had funding, we've been trying to divide everything to one project, one language, and show that it works. So funding is a key. It doesn't have to be million dollars. Uh, even a small fund can go a long way for us to prove the concept that we have to prove that we can um, attract clients and and reach people, and then take it from there. So funding and mentoring are the key things that we are looking for at the moment. Uh, That makes sense. And of course, I mean, you you and your team members are health professionals and academics. And so it makes sense that you need to supplement those skills with the skills of people who've been through starting a business. And that's interesting to know. Now, they so Abbas, Apart from you just mentioned that you need mentors and additional skills, but along this journey so far, have you had anyone who's been or, or people who do have mentored we, you? Some of the services we, for example, our IT services, we basically outsource it. So we we got someone who has um, a company who done whatever we could have done ourselves or didn't have expertise, we tried to outsource it. We had some sort of um, mentoring we up sort of there are a few people in us um professor rosek from palo alto university in um, california has been uh, advising us on some aspects of the project we have been receiving some advice from a, a sort of some of the university professors but we still sort of and and we use people like yourself to you know at times asking questions but we haven't been lucky enough to have someone who actually get involved on a routine basis and commit to putting their sort of mind into the project and say hey you know these are the things that you have to do so no we're still looking for a someone who happy to give us more sort of more close look 
yeah. as you say. So, so far it was initiated yeah. by us. Like we thought we need some help from that regard. And we, we, we reach people and people have been very helpful, yeah. but not on a, a scale that we like and depth that we like or we think we need. And so, Abbas, just on the crowdfunding, are you planning that that will be a campaign specifically here in Australia or do you think you could also run it I, in Iran? Well, I think um, I don't have much hope to be able to run it in Iran because of the economic challenges. I mean, the, the money wouldn't be that much Right. Uh, at least at this stage, uh, we we hoping that we can. Our approach has been to do a crowdfunding in Australia and within the Farsi speakers, for example, in overseas, like expats who can afford to pay their funding. So that's that's the approach we have. We haven't sort of planned for Iran yet. So the main main thing is the yeah, okay. the expats who that, live that in Australia. Sense. And of course, the, uh, the the general population of Australia and expats in other countries, who, who are also happy to contribute. Yeah, great. And so now we should mention your website, which I know is i dash. Yes, that's that's our project com. website. That's Correct. a platform. That's the project website. So it provides information for um, people who are interested about the project. But our platform is which is actually hosting the the first product we have is almost sort of done we 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 all be basically planning to launch it at the same time with the crowdfunding so we're talking about 4 weeks or so we already done it we already run it now there's a bit of trial running and upgrades and fixations that's happening yes exciting well it sounds to me like I said, I mean, I just think it's such a wonderful project and it's so important uh, that you succeed. And it really sounds like things are coming together in 2021. Will I be hope a so. I like to sort of take opportunity to tell the listeners that, you know, especially those who are interested in, in um, um, investing in, in the project, that this is our project is a match or combination of the a social cause or social value and economic value. And I can go through the numbers, but the market gap is huge. If we look at the digital mental health services for English speakers or the languages who speaks in developed countries like Germany, French, Europe, most of the programs or almost 95% of the programs are developed for countries who speak English mainly North Europe or America, Canada, Australia. But when you look at the Asia-Pacific region as our first target region, there is almost none. So there's a huge market gap. But and at the same time, there is a huge population. So there is a big market opportunity for people who are interested to invest and in a social cause, but also like to, to see that it's run as a... Um, profitable and sustainable business so i i think I'm, I'm, with your help we would definitely put up these numbers and figures on the uh, seven mile platform and people can read it for themselves but there's a big market gap and there is a big social gap and i think anyone who entered this help us with this project will uh, get the satisfaction in both ways to be part of a great international health improvement as well as a big 
project, big, big economic sort of or, or business return. Yeah, that's a great story. So, you know, you're a for-purpose, for-profit enterprise, and that is absolutely fine to, to, to have that model. And I think it's, uh, as you say, Abbas, it is important that it, uh, investors understand that it will be established as a, a business, a for-profit business, and that's fine, but your mission is just so important. It's a wonderful mission, and I just commend you and your team for this work you're doing, and we wish you the very best to progress. Thank you, Greg. You've been always a very um, encouraging uh, and at the same time a very informed and experienced uh, person, and I've always enjoyed your support. And thank you for giving this opportunity to share the story and the potential for your listeners. And I hope that I listen back from them. I believe our details are not on your website. So if anyone wants to communicate me directly or through your website, be happy to be answering any questions. We're going to do this and the iHealth is going to be the uh, first mental health marketplace for Asia Pacific region. And we like everyone else who interest and share our vision to join us take this uh, big project to the far end. Good, good to hear, Abbas. Yes, so on our sevenmile.org.au website in the startup showcase, click that menu item, you will find Abbas's project, iHealthDesk. And uh, I do encourage everyone to have a very close look at what Abbas is doing because it's just such important work and it's a pleasure to do what I can to support you. Thank you. And, and I want to thank my team today. members, Mohsen, uh, Mahan and Elahe, who always been um, part of this project and still helping out. Yeah, that's good. And actually, Abbas, you know, it's it's from an investor's perspective, it's, it's always important that they see that there is a, a team, uh, a cohesive team who are on the same page and all committed together to realize the vision so i think that's wonderful that you have a team and i i agree i i, I congratulate the the team members as well thank you Thanks greg again, all Abbas. the best great to chat with you great thanks great